Welcome to the Conservation Queens podcast. We are five girls who love the earth and have a passion for living a more eco-friendly life. We are real-life zoo employees, and as always, nothing that we say reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Please keep in mind that we try to keep our podcast PG-13, so if you have younger listeners, you may want to review the content beforehand. I'm Katie. I'm Kenzie. I'm Emily A. I'm Emily B. And I'm Abby, and with that, all your cool cats and kids, mm-hmm. oh, let's talk mm-hmm. about stuff. Foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, they saw the title. They know it's coming. We said it last week. They that's know. True. That's true. Well, before we get into that lovely topic, um, just some fan shout-outs if you want to do. I really want to shout-out to my brother for pointing out an editing mistake that I made last episode, and I'm so sorry <gasps> To any listeners that listened to the episode before we fixed it and then reposted it, um, basically it was just kind of a behind the scenes of uh, our frustration with Anchor sometimes. <laughs> Blooper reel. <laughs> when mics don't work and things, you know. Just Life technological happens. difficulties. Yeah. So sorry if you listened to that. It was not meant to be in there. Um, the episode was fixed pretty quickly, but thank you to my brother, Robbie, who was like, hey, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate this it. seems irrelevant You're yeah like, he was like i mean i kind of enjoy it but i don't think you want it in there. <laughs> um and then also shout out to my friend gabby who texted me and told me after the episode while she was supposed to be studying real animals as she is in vet school right now she actually ended up looking up cryptids um, <laughs> so you're welcome gabby for helping you procrastinate and thanks for always being one of our biggest fans she always texts me about the show, and she's Aww. the best. <laughs> Amazing. You can't see it, but I'm dabbing. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of friends who listen to the podcast, my friend Johanna is the best, first of all. Um, but second of all, she's been listening to the podcast, and she also texts me a lot about it. She says she loves listening to it because it just sounds like a group of her friends talking about animals, which makes me happy. Um, but she just listened to one of the episodes where we um, were asking for donations to the Minnesota Zoo, and she sent me a screenshot of her donation. So you go, Johanna. You're crushing it. We love you. Abby's going to start crying. She might. <laughs> I almost – yeah, you guys are helping keep my zoo alive, and I, I really, really appreciate it. Oh, I talked to a family today from Minnesota, Abby, and I mentioned you. <laughs> I said, I know a lot about the Minnesota Zoo because my friend Abby told me a lot about it. <laughs> oh, sorry, not sorry. No, it was All funny. Right. They were like, yeah, it's a really great zoo. And I was like, it sure it's, is, even though I've never sure been is. there. I feel like I have. I'm telling you, when we go, it's going to be the greatest tour you've ever gotten. Oh, wow. I'm excited. All right. Um, also, shout out to my friend Liz, who just started listening to the podcast as she moved to Mississippi. And she liked it. And then also <laughs> shout out to my friend. I just appreciate she likes it because she's not an animal person. So that makes me happy. Yeah. And then she also, um, along with my friend Reagan, they're both from Wisconsin. And so when I did the Hodag last episode, they were both like, yeah, we love it. <laughs> so that was for you girls. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> we have some pretty great fans out there. Would say yeah. so myself. Mm-hmm. All right, so conservation news this week. We have a pretty cool one. Um, apparently, pretty recently, scientists found only the third manta ray nursery in the world 
right off the Florida coast. It was right under our noses all this time. Road trip. So you right know that there's... scene in Moana where the grandma is the manta ray. Oh yeah, that is. Oh my god, that is, spoilers! That is literally all I aspire to be in life is a crazy <laughs> grandma who turns into a manta ray. It was. It was pretty great. It is my. Dream. I mean, and I could do it right here in Florida ask- now. I was going to say, I would ask Kenzie about it because she's time traveler. She's got mystic powers. She can probably help. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> but very exciting news about baby manta rays. Now, yeah, there's only one nursery. Where the whale shark nursery is because nobody's ever seen a baby whale shark. Crazy. That's literally crazy. Wait, really? That I said they think they have crazy. up to 400 babies at a time, but nobody <gasps> knows because they've never seen what? one. Wait, but have <laughs> so they're only assuming bred there? Oh, no, those are... What? I'm confused. Whale in the aquarium in Japan bred whale sharks. Yeah. I don't think I so. They had well, like they one wild babies baby. is what I mean. Like, they don't know where they have them in the wild. They don't oh. know where the nursery is. That's what I mean. Well, that I mean, we've only some, found the third has... one for manta rays, so, you know, we got a lot of work to do. Someone has seen Seriously. a baby whale shark. I would like to see a baby whale shark. Okay, so... Uh, Probably adorable on... as heck. True. Back to the, the podcast. Zuna. Right. <laughs> Zoo news. I've got some um, interesting zoo news this week. Um, there was a spider monkey that was seized at an airport. Yeah. Oh, and it is now going to the Brevard Zoo in Florida. Yay! Oh, yay! They have a great spider monkey habitat. Absolutely incredible. This video of one being dramatic. It was great. They do. <laughs> I volunteered there. So it's awesome. Great zoo. That's amazing. Um, number two... Uh, two manatees from the Cincinnati Zoo are ready to be rehabbed back into the wild. Yay! So they're coming back to Florida. <laughs> what a journey that manatees <laughs> yeah. have to make. I know. Seriously. I mean, they do anyway. Do so you think they okay. tell their other manatee friends once they get back in the ocean, like, hey, guess guess where I was? <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. I went having to Cincinnati. Watched, <laughs> having watched manatees um they have three brain cells that's true i know i just don't think they know what's going on <laughs> they get a though, which is pretty entertaining <laughs> they want chirp they chirp they chirp that's how they communicate what? yeah I had no you don't hear it they only chirp to their babies usually wow oh, well the <laughs> they have I've five brain cells when they boys. have a baby but then once they're by themselves again it's like oh, back to maybe two let's think i two. would like I would like to amend that statement with the boys have two brain cells and the girls have five. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, Last one. This is something that like all of us, I think got super excited about. There was a Python at a zoo. I don't remember which one, but it was at a zoo and it is 50 years old. It has not been with a male Python. Oh, I heard about this. And it laid eggs. Amazing. I saw that when I was um, at home for my cousin's wedding, and I was like, oh, my God. Nature is crazy. How cool is that? What a badass woman. (laughs) Usually they can, like, store sperm. Well, they they could also asexually reproduce. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. So it's like, it's just really, she just laid a, like a, a, a whole clutch of eggs, not like one or two, but like seven. She was like, you know what? I'll take care of this. Don't need no man. Exactly. <laughs> I just really, I really enjoy her very much. So that question that of what would all be females do on Earth if men didn't exist, we would just self-replicate. We'd figure Fine. it out. Figure Actually, it out. there there has been research done that says that females t- 
humans technically don't need men because we can use like our own cells Heck yeah. to like to reproduce <laughs> and then like we would have no male babies so like it can happen science <laughs> has science gone too far has science no, gone too far science not gone far enough <laughs> I, it hasn't gone far enough that's what I just said. All right. Um, okay. Beluga news. This week we have some sad beluga news. Um, last week we talked about how the shed finally had the second beluga calf, um, who was a twin. Um, obviously the first twin did not survive. And this twin that had survived um, was premature. And unfortunately, this calf has passed away. Very sad. Um, they said mom's still doing great. Um, and the other baby beluga who is at the shed is also doing very well. So our hearts go out to the team at the shed because that's very, very sad. sad. Um, Loss is loss. It's hard. Yeah. Um, I did read a really cute article, though, um, about belugas this week, which just was um, kind of like an interview with a trainer at the Georgia Aquarium. Um, She's a senior trainer there. I think her name was Kelsey. And it was literally just this whole article about how she's best friends with Maple the beluga whale. And Maple is my favorite beluga whale. So I was very happy to read about that. So you go, Kelsey. I wish I could be you. If I could be any keeper, I would just want to be you because I would want to be friends with Maple. She's living my dream. It's okay. (laughs) Do you need a hug, Emily? I mean, it's just been a tough week for me, beluga wise, you know. (laughs) I was going to say, in personal news, I have a cat now. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Woo! Exciting. She fell in the toilet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, love it. Goodness. Speaking of cool cats and kittens. Oh, uh, yeah. no. Um, Here is your trigger warning. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Wait, here's the thing. We're all going to uncomfortably laugh because we just don't. We're worried that we're all going to get so angry. It's fine. <laughs> I've been angry about this for... I'm pretty I'm pretty chill now about I, it. I popped off this morning at work. Well, because you only bit. just watched it. I watched it months ago. And, I got yeah, you at work yeah. today because I have no chill. I have but no chill. That was something totally unrelated. <laughs> I got really uh, hyped up about a song. Anyway. Huh? Oh, was it a Jonas Brothers song? No, it was not. It was oh, a different. Sure. I don't even remember what song it was. That's how inconsequential this was. Uh, well, speaking of music, Joe Exotic. Oh, oh God. Okay, oh. yeah. So oh, yeah, I forgot he did music. music but before we get there, um, you asked for it. We're finally doing it. We're talking about Tiger King. Uh, so if you don't know what it is, um, don't look it up and don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just yeah, you will know all brand. you need to know from this episode, and that you know, don't you don't have to watch it. Just, don't give yeah. them any more publicity; they don't need it. Right, exactly. Just, if you have any friends that like the show, just send them this podcast. You know, then uh, <laughs> they will change their minds. I'm confident. <laughs> um, but this might be a long one. Uh, but we're going to talk about everything that is wrong with Tiger King as well as facilities and people like ones uh, that are displayed in the show. Um, So it's not just some of the ones in Tiger King that are really bad. It kind of reflects on other facilities that also suck. And we we might not go into like super detail about um, like the accrediting authorities because if you do want to hear us go into more detail about that, you can check out our previous episodes, Let's Talk About Zoos, Part 1 and 2, um, where we talk really specifically about, like, what 
the history of zoos, like where they've come from, and then what kind of makes a good zoo versus a bad zoo right. and other kind of facilities where you'll find animals. But in this one, we're going to focus mainly on the ones you see in Tiger King. Yeah. So, so okay. uh, what tipped the scale for us, or should I say me? Uh, <laughs> at, yeah, <laughs> no, it was for all of us. Um, <laughs> it was everyone. Was that Carol Baskin is on Dancing with the Stars. Um, I cannot stress this enough that your views and your money does count. So if you support companies that support others who participate in things that you don't believe in, you're ultimately going against your own morals and beliefs. Um, so trust us, money and views talk and your voice Can't does matter for that one. Money we're talks target is, instead. Money talks. We've said it once, we'll say it a million times. Yep. So <laughs> We'll be voicing our opinions and ultimate reactions to the show. Um, But to start off, we are going to introduce the stars of the show. Um, Keep in mind that everyone in the show is absolute batshit crazy. Um, (laughs) And we mean that in the most literal way possible. Yes, but for the sake of... I I think it's for the bats. Yeah. Knows a lot about yeah, hang on. That's offensive to bat. Oh. <laughs> you know what? It's just bat guano has purpose. It's a good fertilizer. How dare you? <laughs> it's to teach us what not to do. Uh, so, um, in other news, we're basically going to focus mostly on Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, and Carol Baskin. Um, so, I'll start off. If there were Joe, four of them, Joe I would Baskin. say these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but, you know, we're almost there. We just need one more. Oh, I have, I, it's, I, it's Carol Baskin's dead husband. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's death. <laughs> really quick side note before we dive into the first one. Um, did you guys see, though, that after Carol Baskin's dance on Dancing with the Stars, they the first commercial that aired was from her dead husband's family saying that they're still asking for people to like you know if you know any information come forward oh they, they paid they paid a ton of money to make sure that it was the first ad right after her dance was that fan like their family saying like we miss our dad like what happened to our dad what wow. the hell? that just gave that, me the yeah. chills how crazy <laughs> Literally, I'm convinced what? we've accidentally stumbled into an alternate like dimension. Yeah, yeah. Oh, literally. Like somebody accidentally pushed a button and <sighs> that's where Tiger King came from because like 20 this is just such a on par. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't though, watch the show, but I saw that on the news. My, I my brother actually said so yeah, I will be looking it. up that commercial in my free time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah go not on the YouTube. Dance, I'm pretty sure it's on the there. Dance. I didn't watch. I didn't have any interest in watching her dance. Yeah, okay, no. want to hear what it I was? It's literally her just making like tiger claws the whole time. Well, she danced to "Eye of the Tiger," well, which is and she wasn't oh even on the perfect. I watched it yesterday. It was pretty hysterical, actually. You guys, but what if she dances to Joe Exotic songs? How funny <gasps> would that be? Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Oh, boy. So, since we're on the topic of Joe Exotic, uh, let's dive into a brief history of Joe Exotic. Um, (laughs) So, he's previously the owner of Greater Wynwood Zoo, um, and saying it was poorly run is quite the understatement. (laughs) Calling it a zoo is an understatement. Accurate. Um, he, (laughs) He absolutely hated Carol Baskin. 
Um, publicly, I would say he still hates her, probably. Oh, true. Accurate. Um, I say this in past tense as if he's non-existent anymore, but... I wish. <laughs> um, he publicly and directly verbally attacked her for years, uh, including showing up to her property and doing inappropriate things. Uh, so... <laughs> He read her diary to a bunch of people, too. That was weird. Yeah. Um, It's just, it's, like, so bizarre, and it's just also a horrific example of, like, just someone horribly abusing, like, just, if you want, if you watch the show, it's, it's very hard to get through, but he does numerous, just, threats against her oh, that yes. would make anyone extremely um feel extremely unsafe so you know i this is i think do this... feel slightly bad for her in that way he's currently in jail uh, <laughs> wow. so Shocker. he's in jail for fraud violating animal rights laws and hiring a hitman to murder carol baskin <laughs> yeah um yeah many i wish i could see our reactions to this like on video because I feel like all of us are just like quiet because we're just banging our heads on the table. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but speaking of how he had guns to scare people, um, many ex-employees were absolutely terrified of him, felt manipulated and abused and or mistreated by him. Also underpaid severely. Um, also, one oh, of them got well, her arm ripped off by a tiger. I was gonna say I only watched yes. the first episode and I started trying to watch the second episode as I was eating dinner. And literally, the first scene is the person who gets their arm ripped off, and I was like, okay, that's enough of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also often did illegal drugs. Um, would illegally <gasps> treat himself and cats um, and his staff um, as if he was a doctor with cat tranquilizer oh gosh what he he also wore like the medical sign like on his sleeve all the time like he's a medical professional yeah no you ain't bud Uh, like i can't make this stuff up no you really can't uh this man after everything i just said he ran for president in 2016 and he actually got thousands of votes what well you see why I was going to, when we were talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, before you suggested Carol Baskin's dead husband, I was going to suggest our current president. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I love how all of our reactions are the same. I mean, no one's saying no. No. Anyways, um, (laughs) the, the show definitely puts most of the focus on Joe Exotic. Um, just because he is quite frankly, the most entertaining lunatic in this show. Um, however, I think it's really important to note that he is not the only person who is guilty of many horrible acts in this show. Yeah, He definitely is the main character in the show. I mean, that's why it's called tiger King. Right. You know, because that's what he like called himself, Mm -hmm. but still calls himself still sells merch on his website, but it's fine. Oh boy. Well, um, Kenzie, if you want to take it away with the uh, next uh, horrible person, everyone get ready. This is going to be the most entertaining part of the entire episode. (laughs) I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) So if Joe Exotic is the main character on the stage who everyone is focused on, 
Dr. Kevin Antle is the shadowy bad guy in the background pulling all the little puppet strings. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, his name is not Dr. Kevin Antle. He's got this other name that we're supposed to call him. Uh, Bhagavan. Bhagavan, there we go. Mahamaya. Okay, it's on his website. Mahamayavi Bhagavan Antle. Yeah, so I, I Kevin like Antle. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin. Because he doesn't deserve anything besides that name. Correct. No, also, I feel like that, that, that's going into uh, cultural appropriation on his part. I was going to say, this <laughs> is appropriation, right? <laughs> wow. Anyways, I have a lot of feelings about this dude, and none of them are positive, so let's get into it. Uh, he is the owner of Myrtle Beach Safari, and he claims he is a renowned exotic animal trainer and conservationist. Newsflash. That's that's what really hurts. He is neither. He is neither. (laughs) He runs a cult-like, cult-like business and displays abusive and manipulative tactics tactics to his employees, who, by the way, are childless and single women who he underpays and he forces them to augment their bodies to get surgeries to appease him and his aesthetics. And he has relationships with them and even has kids with them. And it is Listen, I listen to a lot of true crime. I have a morbid fascination with this. This dude ticked <laughs> off all the boxes. I swear to God, ticked off all the boxes. That's true. He really makes does. them call him a... I just... Oh, I want to break his kneecaps for legal reasons. Okay. That is a <laughs> We're going to go break his kneecaps <laughs> together, Kenzie. I'm with you. Kenzie's like, for reasons. No, I don't. But for actual reasons, yes, I do. <laughs> for legal reasons, I... Yeah. I not, all right, so yeah. I'm looking... I'm looking at his website because I'm just really, um, like, I'm curious what their websites say because I feel like we, we tell our listeners, like, websites are a good place to, like, look to see what's going on. Um, he does have a couple articles, like, the problem with palm oil sustainability. How can you be this disillusioned? Well, and also the problem with him is that he he uses the fact that celebrities have used his animals in the past for entertainment purposes as like a way to like make himself like accredited as a good person (laughs) a good Mm -hmm. animal trainer but like he is 100% not (laughs) also not mean credibility no and I'm so I'm looking I'm looking at this blog article he wrote about this and one thing that stands out to me that just shows how kind of like I don't know he claims to be this man that like knows a ton about stuff. Right. Mm. Um, so he calls the orangutans orings and I was listening to keeper chat. Shout out again, Florida, Florida and Fauna, you know that I'm your like number one fan and Fauna is an orangutan keeper. And she said, the reason that we shouldn't call them that is because it's a slang in the Malay language. You shouldn't call them orangs. You should call them orangutans because it means old man of the forest. And so it's kind of like a slang. And the fact that he, like, doesn't do his research. That's pretty telling. I mean, there's a lot that he doesn't do. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Yeah. He's not God. And I think he needs to get that through his head. He, he definitely has a narcissistic personality disorder, if I, if I were diagnosed. Now, I am not a psychiatrist by any means, but yeah, he has a narcissistic <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Pretty much every, like, or everyone, character yeah. in the show is a narcissist. 
And he's also a pedophile. He he is a pedophile. Oh, yes. He preys on young women. He isolates them from their families and friends, and he forces them to do his bidding. And if they want to get ahead, uh, they have to subject themselves to his will. And that's just that's yeah. so wrong on so and many levels. And quite frankly, I would call it yeah. illegal. Want to throw up. right? And when Kenzie said <laughs> yeah. that his employees are childless single women, they're only childless and single because because they're seventeen. No, he makes he literally makes it a requirement to work for him that they have to be. Um, and they're seventeen. Yeah, yeah. that's that's and they have to live on this too. This man is a predator of animals and people. Yes. Yes. No um, one is safe. So oh, they talked in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they also talked in the show too how a lot of these animal people will use these animals as a lure to get people in, and then they mm-hmm. trap Absolutely. them there. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. But in addition to being a awful pervert, um, he is a known violator of USDA laws due to mistreating animals. His safari was actually subject to a police raid back in December of 2019. They didn't come away with anything, but that to me is still a really big red flag. Uh, he breeds tiger cubs for visitor photos, but it is unknown what happens to those tigers after they exceed the 12 weeks. There's a very limited time where tigers in the cub petting industry are available for those photo opportunities, and it's believed or suspected that once they reach after that age, they're either sold off or they're killed. And there have been a couple um, reports or allegations that Doc Antle has killed several of his tigers once they exceeded the 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some best employees um, on the show. In like six yeah. weeks? Yeah. 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 They, they had someone they're not that used to them. work there. She was like a big person they interviewed on the in the you know in the tiger king series and she basically said that there was a tiger she worked with for a while and then one day she came in and it wasn't there anymore and he just kind of was like don't worry about it um yeah but you know clearly obviously nothing could happen to that tiger so Mm -hmm. yeah these these people clearly have no regard for human or animal life uh they're just in it for the no killer vibes What did I tell you about the true crime podcast? He ticks off all the boxes. (laughs) 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 Also, this man legit came into the show riding a elephant. Oh my god, that made me so angry. angry. (laughs) It was was, the ones that people don't ride. Okay, but like, how do you just get one? What the hell? Oh, let me tell you, I have it on his website right now. This is what he says on his website. Oh boy. Um. We rescued her in the early 1980s when her wild herd was killed for their ivory. Bubbles is one of the lucky few that survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, okay. he, he just out. right. What he the other thing that he did that like actually just like drew drove me insane with the elephant is he like takes the elephant on a walk and then goes in the local river and takes a bath with the elephant. Like, oh, ew. Oh, I'm so Why uncomfy. Are they are. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, also, there was a big thing that upset me, obviously, um, with him in regards to him, too, was at one point they were doing, like, a photo shoot for the zoo, I think. Or f- it was, like, his birthday, and he had two chimpanzees. They were fully oh, dressed in God. human clothes. They were, you know, made to pose in the picture with him. And 
Thanks, I hate it. I just, I just, yeah, I, that he, made me he really prides upset. himself. He prides himself on having these animals that are in, like, TV shows and movies. Yes. This is where the, the, the python from that Britney Spears video came from him. Really? That's what oh. I saw on the website. Mm-hmm. Oh, it a banana. Did, yeah. That makes me upset. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I don't know. It's definitely, it's a big power trip with him. Yeah. I don't it's know a power trip Ken- for all of them. Yes, yeah. that's true. We'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if Kenzie yeah. mentioned it or not, but he is a known violator of several USDA laws due to mistreating yeah. animals, yeah. and I, I don't understand. The fact that he's just, still in business is really laws are like pretty bare minimum. I was going to say, just a reminder. the absolute bare minimum of animal like, caretaking in, laws. As in, it ain't that hard. No, yeah, I really bare minimum. Mm-hmm. He has like uh, give animal clean enclosure, clean water, and food. Give them appropriate food. Yeah, that's right. And if you can't do those things, clearly you're like doing something wrong. Also, okay, he also he can feed all of his tiger like one tiger for ten thousand dollars a year. That's low, isn't it? That's really low. Yes. Like, Joe Exotic is is worse because his was $3,000 a year for one tiger. Well, didn't we say, like, this is kind of out of scale probably, but, like, one of the zoos that we talked about, we said, like, I don't remember if it was San Antonio Zoo or something, but it was, like, it cost half a million dollars a day just to feed the animals. Yeah. And, like, these people who have these huge scale big cat operations, I'm like, well, and then Doc's Place, they said they were charging upwards of $600,000 for people to come in and take pictures with them wild to me it's a profit yeah. thing anyway oh, yeah. so on the other end carol baskin we got carol yeah. baskin so you have these two kind of joe exotic and doc antle that are very much in it for the power trip the money the exploitation of these big cats and these really <laughs> big sexy megafauna Oof. <laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> um and then on the other end of the spectrum in this show, they had Carol Baskin, who obviously was just up in arms against Joe Exotic she, for the whole feud crazy. they had. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the other end. Like, that's such an extreme spectrum. You have the exploitation of animals for money, for power, for, yeah, you know, that kind of aspect. And then on the other end, you have extreme animal activism, almost. That's not animal activism anymore. It's actually exploitation in it. Uh, yes. Yeah, because would, here's the thing. Yeah. PETA supports the big cat rescue. That's all you need to know. Mm. <laughs> That's all um, you gotta do. But here's, here's more to know about just Carol Baskin in general. Yeah. Um, Emily, Emily would like to put, point out she's 100% not a cool cat or kitten. <laughs> <laughs> True. I also wrote that she's possibly a sociopath and a narcissist, but you know, that's just my personal opinion, so... Again, we're not doctors, but I'm pretty sure that there's a couple doctors that agree with this. <laughs> anyway, she owns Big Cat Rescue um, in Tampa, Florida. Another take in the Florida's a shameful state spot. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> she, the show... Some good things. Yeah, the AZA series. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. The show kind of overlooked the fact that not all of her cats are rescues if you so i got to episode three before i was like i can't do this anymore yeah so um, i think it shows it later on a little yeah, bit so, yeah like in the last few episodes mm-hmm. so basically the first couple episodes actually focus on 
the zoos and or facilities themselves and the animals and just kind of introducing the cast of characters. Then the middle episodes get into the really weird conspiracy about Carol Baskin possibly killing her husband. Yeah. And then it kind of goes back into like Joe Exotic's downfall and him going to jail. And then very briefly at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, all these cats are still really suffering, though. Um, rough. Right. But the, so the part that I, the, the part I took away from the, um, at least the middle episode, like the first one that they talk about, like her murdering her husband, is when she and her husband, her first husband first got together, they were doing exactly what Joe Exotic was doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, she felt uncomfortable with it. So she started to, which is like understandable, which I get. And so she started I to like, I feel like that's just a cop out in my personal opinion. I mean, yeah, it is. But because I feel like you could have turned it over to somebody else to like figure it out. But no, yes. instead she goes in and she spays and neuters all these animals. Not wait, wait, veterinarian. Yeah. She did not she take said, these animals to a veterinarian. No, she did it herself. Oh, I did. Are not you serious? Know that. I guess I not, missed that. Are you serious? I, that happened, and that's what she, she was like. Yeah, when he was gone, I would go and I would spay and do as many animals as I could. And I was like, huh? Yeah, but also, I thought in the that meant she like, might have taken them to a vet. Yeah, I hope so, but it didn't. The way that she put it did not seem like she took it to the vet. It seemed like she went in and well, did that. But So, the point of like saying that like not all of her cats are rescues, it's just the simple fact that, like, for me personally, that. She claims that all of them are rescues, uh, but she bred a lot of those cats. And there's video evidence of her breeding cats and holding them and caring for them. And yes, I understand that she claims it was all her husband. But if she wanted nothing to do with it, maybe you shouldn't have been videoing showing people how to care for a baby tiger. Like It was like a literal tutorial. Like yes. They were making tutorial videos. Yes. It, yeah. it made no sense. Um, I think what stood out to me the most, and I was talking to Emily about this today at work, the, the living conditions at the Big Cat Rescue are not great. They're very not great. Right. And they talk I've about that in the better. show, but, and they're like, these are the, and then she's like, these are the top of the line facilities. And I look at that and I'm like, I don't know, girlfriend. Has like, Carol Baskin been... ever been to an AZA accredited facility in her they life? Absolutely she absolutely hate AZA yeah. accredited facilities. Okay, cool. We love that. Thanks. If you take I... a tour at Big Cat Rescue, they specifically bash AZA accredited facilities yes. and talk about how horrible they are. So it's just interesting because it, it, she's living in like a cage jungle here with all these animals with multiple cats sharing facilities, which they shouldn't be if they're truly going for like the wild part of it um if they're bonded that's a different thing because like we know that like some of these animals that are actually rescued have all of these issues but i I, the facility was not that good it wasn't and the fact that and she's like well we're globally accredited gfas and i was like yeah but like okay but she doesn't have protected contact so what is she even doing yeah i don't know and also, um, when we part. were discussing, oh, sorry, I, just to call back to our other episode, when we were actually looking into GFAS, they didn't really have any guidelines that were transparent on what exactly they are looking for to accredit versus right, yeah. with mm-hmm. they have step by step by step. I could hardly find anything on that accreditation for mm-hmm. sanctuaries and that the stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so other. 
that's okay. That's important to know. Um, other things mm-hmm. about Carol Baskin, she often anthropomorphizes her cats and making comments like, the cats always say the best part of their meal for last. Every animal that I know eats the best part first and then is like, oh, crap. I don't know about you guys. But that's what I've noticed. Um, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they don't like this that they leave for last. Um, she says that she's not educated in animal behavior and welfare. But she says that she is educated. Oh, she says she is. But, I, like, so... Where's her degree? <laughs> right. I just want to know. Yeah, yeah. I just want to ask like to see Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Doc Antle, etc., if they actually understand the difference between animal rights and animal welfare. Correct. That's the thing. Because they um, do not. Which we covered this in Let's Talk About Zoos. But. Right. To me, when she made that, like, statement about, like, her cat's... Uh, leaving something for last to me that says that she isn't educated about animal behavior and welfare is and which is a sign to me that she has no idea how to properly care for them or does she understand them (laughs) at all yeah no um and she talks about like they all talk about these personal connections they have with the animals which I totally get I've had guests come up to me and be like oh my gosh this gorilla looked me in the eye and I just knew that we were like soulmates and I was like Okay. I feel the same way when I look at our gorillas every time. <laughs> I feel that way about giant clams. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at them and they're hundreds of eyes. <laughs> did like- you know? One of these days, we're going to let Emily just pop off about giant clams. Listeners, you have no idea. They're seriously the know. greatest invertebrate that exists on this earth. i for that episode for a while. Okay, oh, next week we're doing it. Cool. <laughs> it's going to be invertebrate battle royale. Oh, oh gosh. We can't do that. You're going to win. You keep winning these. Okay, well, I think I'm pretty much the only person who likes giant clams, so pick anything that is not a giant clam and you'll probably beat me. I'll be the only one right. who votes for giant clams. Dumbo octopus. I've already won. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so the biggest thing that everyone's taken away about Carol Baskin is she might have killed her husband. Uh, <laughs> case is still yeah, open. No one knows. Well, that's and, like kind of upsetting. In response, the they put her. They put her on Dancing with the Stars. And they're like, ah, can, she might have been a murderer. Right, so like dance with people. I just don't understand that. And like the thing is, like, at our facility, if the president literally uh, was up for trial uh, for killing their significant other, um, they would not be the president anymore. <laughs> uh, they they would as soon as that news came out, they would be fired. One hundred percent. Yes. There's no way. Um, also, bonus, who the heck was the guy that had a monkey in a diaper? Oh, girl. Oh, listen. Every time I saw a primate in clothes or a diaper on that show, I wanted to cry. Oh, oh. Also, more about Carol Baskin. You know how we said that Joe Exotic and Doc Antle, like, don't, like, don't pay their people well? Carol Baskin. She doesn't pay her people at all. Doesn't pay no. her keepers. They're volunteers. Who is Which volunteering? Which is a crime in itself. Who is volunteering so six six days a week, probably twelve hours a day, making no retired money. white women? And but they're pretty, not uh, <laughs> high <laughs> risk, pretty high risk job, not to mention like with no training. Yeah. Absolutely, like it does not make it. And then like it does not compute. <laughs> like everyone's like, well, it helps you keep your experience, and I'm like, but it doesn't though, because like this is not how any zoo is going to especially now, 
how any zoo is going to do any of this. Um, the, there are a couple of redeemable things about Carol Baskin. Not many, what? but there's a couple. <laughs> Number one, she's very against cub petting. That's true. We agree with that part. And I want to make it clear, only that part. <laughs> <laughs> cub petting is really, like, bad, and we'll talk about that later. Um, also, this is an opinion of mine. I want you guys to, like, tell me if you think that you agree or not. Her husband's completely brainwashed. Like, her current husband's completely brainwashed, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. He, he, he seems just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. yeah. He, he, don't, he does not know what's happening. Uh, I think he's just as crazy as she is, honestly. He's probably I think just they honestly found it. a perfect match in each other. Yeah. <laughs> I you know what? If, if that's if different strokes for different folks, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so now what we're going to do... Um, is we're going to kind of have, and now that we've introduced all of our cool cats and kittens. Ah, gross. I hate, it. I, I hate it, but I really like saying it. <laughs> but only because we're talking about these guys who are clearly not cool cats and kittens. Correct. Um, we're going to kind of have, like, a little bit of an open discussion about what, what we thought about the show. Again, not all of us watch all of it. Like, again, I made it through three episodes, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um... And just kind of like our thoughts. And then we have a couple of points to talk about here. Um, so if this episode ends up being a two-parter, we'll let you know. Because I have a feeling it will be. I think we can make it. Yeah. We'll see. We're, we're here. Doing I'm going right. to lead off with a point here. Go for it, girl. Um, so I, full transparency, only watched the first episode. And P.S., sorry if you can hear Ellie panting in the I background. Can't hear but Ellie yep, panting. I can They just got back from the park. I'm sorry. Um. She's like, I'm dead. It was very fun. I played with another dog. But anyway, um, my point is, I only watched the first episode. But the thing that the thing that really riled me up the most is that all of these people refer to themselves as keepers, like animal keepers. <gasps> oh my yeah. god! And that is that is not correct. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> and animal activists and conservationists. These words do not mean what you think they mean. These people. Okay, let me pop off because this made me so, so angry. When Doc Antle was like contributing to worldwide conservation efforts, your pocket. That's what he meant. He meant his own pocket because there is nothing on their website talks about conservation efforts. They literally said in the show, word for word. Don't you think that if an animal is endangered, the best way to get them not endangered is to like have more of them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that but made not, me angry. Not in your crap zoo. Not like, in the way that they're doing it. No, the, for those who don't know, zoos go through this really rigorous process about breeding their animals called the species survival plan that takes animals with well-matched genetics, so they're not at all related to each other, breeds them together, and then produces offspring genetically viable. So, if they ever would have to release animals into the wild in the future to help restore a population. The animals that had the genetics to back it up. So if a disease went through, it wouldn't wipe out every single one of the species. If you keep breeding the same animals over and over and over and over, and then even like cousins or like second cousins or third cousins to each other, you are going to start to have a lot of inbreeding issues as well mm-hmm. as repetitive genetics that could be wiped out by a single genetic disease or a single genetic marker. And that is a problem. And that is why white tigers have such an issue too. And on all these websites, they keep saying that white tigers are 
fine and you might not even get one if you breed two white tigers together but the fact remains that if you look at real white tigers they all look goofy and funky because they're all inbred mm-hmm. yeah it's sorry this yeah. makes me, this makes me so mad that is like one of my biggest pet peeves is they yeah the, the facts that they're presenting on their website and in this show are wrong and i was telling kenzie about this yesterday they had no real biologist on that show. They did no. not. There was not That's a an important point. Yeah. They had There's, no they did not a single a, professional. It's almost like they made the show for entertainment. Oh, what? Oh. What? Oh. No. Are you <laughs> saying, <laughs> wait, are you saying that documentaries have a hidden agenda? <laughs> I, would, I would never suggest that. Never, ever. Should we, should we talk about the mermaid documentary? Do you guys no. remember that? Not no. right now. I do remember no. that, but no. But I mean, like, shocked eventually... no one did that as their cryptid. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I did too. Spoiler alert, know. just a manatee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a anyway. dolphin. Or, yeah, anyway. But, like, I don't know. The fact they had no professional. And, like, if you're anti-zoo or whatever, even with this show, professionals could, would still look at that and be like, Okay, this is not conservation. Like, right. even even if you are against animals in human care, animals in captivity, you would not look at this and say this is conservation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I have a bunch of people who are professors that I know that don't like zoos, and they they're like, this is not. You're not talking about what you think you're talking about. That is not no. correct. That is not correct. That is not a zoo. Um, yeah, that's kind of the big thing that bothered me a lot is I feel like people that watch the show, you either end up um, kind of going on the side of all zoos are bad, um, like Carol Baskin kind of side on the, you know, in regards to who's on the and show. Thinking where, rescues you know, only sanctuaries, sanctuaries are good, yeah, are the right. good places and that zoos are bad and that they're all like, Show exotics or um, dock antles where they're exploiting the animals, you know, for entertainment and for money. Um, so I feel like that's one really bad kind of skewed view that you get out of this. And then the other half is no animals are like, you know, you see on the show a lot of families going to these zoos and taking photos with the animals and like the tiger cubs. And when they interview some of those families, they're like, oh, my kids love this. We come every week. You know, like, where else are you going to get the chance to pet a wild, like, a tiger or have it in Nowhere, because you shouldn't. Okay, but when you're looking at these families that are going to these zoos, it's, it's you know, that's, that's the vantage point that they have, that this is the zoo that's near their house, and this is the mm-hmm. place where they can see these exotic animals, and they don't, you know, well, understand and- that it's not necessarily the best thing for these animals or for their conservation along those lines like one of the other things that bothered me that doc Antle said was like people don't care about what they can't connect with so by getting up close and personal with these animals you're connecting with them and the best way to do that is by petting them and i was like that in theory you're right right like the reason that we have zoos and aquariums and that we like having animals like tigers and like all these really cool animals is that people can get up close and personal with them because even if they go by and you're there like, oh my God, this gorilla is my soulmate, like they've, they've made a connection. <laughs> and so they're more likely in the future to then help conservation efforts. That part is correct. However, when you are exploiting a baby tiger cub and taking it away from its mom when it should not be, 
taken away from its mom yet. And then going off and killing it after 12 weeks because it no longer turns you a profit. That is not conservation. And that is not like a good thing to go and tell people. Well, yeah. yeah. So on the show that that was his argument that the cub petting is necessary because it brings awareness to these animals and their, you know, endangerment in the wild. But they never speak about that when they're doing the cub petting anyway. So they're not educating at all. It's just the to them. It's like, oh, they see a tiger. They're going to care about a tiger. That's not where the connection happens. The connection happens yeah. when you see that animal in a habitat similar to its natural habitats. So you can kind of understand where you might find it in the wild. And then along with that, you know, either there are signs educating you about the plight of this animal or, you know, their natural behaviors, or there's someone actually an educator standing there answering your questions. That's when that connection and they they give you those animal. Yeah. Those everyday actions that you can personally do, not just Mm -hmm. give me $30. You're helping a tiger. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of where I feel like the show was very dangerous and that it was like, well, no, either you exploit these animals and you help them or we get rid of zoos completely and we only have sanctuaries, um, you know, because, yeah, zoos are terrible. There was no in-between. And I was like, but there is an in-between and the in-between is the best option. <laughs> like, and that's what I think bothered me the most about the show is it never really got into, well, actually, yeah, if you are concerned about tigers, like their number one issue is deforestation. So like, let's talk about that if you really want to help them. Or it palm was just, oil. Or palm oil. And the um, reason that I'm sure the reason Doc and Tilly does not like this palm oil crisis is because it means that people becoming more aware of it, he's going to, he's going to start turning less of a profit. He's going to yeah. have no source for all of these animals that he's exploiting. Like, and also, conservation also- is a human issue. If you want to help tigers and other wildlife species, you have to help the communities that live yes. in or near or around their habitat. Because ultimately, it's going to affect them as well. Yeah, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, we don't give money to the animals. I've said this before. But, like, you give a, tiler, <laughs> a tiger a $100 bill, they're going to probably, like, poop it. on it and eat tear it. it up and then eat it. So, like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. But if you give money to communities or set up projects within communities that will help them turn a profit or help them then grow these different projects or employ people like um, the rangers that work out in Africa to help protect rhinos, a lot of the donations go to that when you're saving rhinos, you're helping fund rangers so that they don't go off and poach animals anymore and so that's where the money goes and that and all these people are so rich now because they're exploiting these animals and zero of it goes to conservation and conservation does not mean making hybrid animals because we should talk about that too this is Mm. yeah they got a lot of ligers don't they well yeah yeah i'm which does not happen in nature normally okay (laughs) no (laughs) no it does not (laughs) Here's the thing. So I'm on the Wynwood Zoo website. And the only reason I'm on here is because I want to talk about why these things presented as facts are not correct. Okay? So they first talk about white tigers. And first of all, they spell, they spell heterozygous wrong. Mm-hmm. So that is um, – that's not what that is. That's different. Um, and – they talk about how, like, two heterozygous tigers will mate, 
and they can produce orange or white cubs depending on which one has the strongest gene, which is not also not how that works. It means no human can predict the color just by breeding white tigers together. Um, and then it says, the people scamming you for money telling you lies about white tigers that must be inbred to have their babies is wrong. Which, technically that's true, but you are more likely to have white tiger babies if you breed two heterozygous white tigers together. And those two probably came from the same parents, and if those parents are dead because they're more than 12 weeks old, then that means that you're going to have to keep, like, breeding the babies that are all... Basically, in the United States, most of the white tigers that you see are very related, and out in the wild, it is, uh, like... Less than point zero 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 one percent chance of like getting a natural white tiger. It does not happen. It just doesn't. Even if it did occur in the wild, it is not an advantageous trait to have because it doesn't no. allow the tiger oh, to come no. into this habitat. So when because it's young, it's vulnerable to other predators, and it's not going to be able to hunt. And they do this on the website. They say no Siberian white, no Siberian tigers have the heterozygous gene for the white coat. Only Bengal tigers do. Siberian, which are now, fun fact, Amur tigers, wrong wording. Amur tigers live up in Russia where a white coat might be an advantage. Maybe. It's, maybe. it's not, but, like, it's more likely. Bengal tigers live in, like, Southeast Asia where a white coat is definitely not an advantage. There's no, like, pure white animal. Except for birds who are trying to, like, get it on with each other. So <laughs> am I wrong? You're not wrong. There are other like, pure white animals. Yeah, but they're like, it's not for camouflage. It's for different purposes. Well, it's what about the polar bear? Yeah. The polar bear doesn't in live snow. in South... He don't live in Southeast Asia. I'm talking about animals that live oh. in just Southeast oh, Asia. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no, polar bears, that's camouflage. It's different. No, no, no. I mean just Southeast Asia. There's not going to be a whole lot of solid white or even striped white animals. Except for, you know what? I take it back. Snow leopards, but they live where there's snow. Okay, well, anyways. <laughs> anyway, so should then, we talk about the counts of animal neglect that occurred here? Yeah. Oh, Do you want to talk yeah. about, like... I mean, it's all a bunch of lies just to make them look better, pretty yeah. much. There's no sources, and it's... There's one, there's one really great one. <laughs> it's the last one. Are you guys ready? Hybrid cats will be the only ones to survive climate change in today's world. As our climate changes and loss of habitat due to destruction, hybrid cats are the only ones that will, that will be able to adapt to these changes. That makes absolutely no sense. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. This sounds like somebody was trying to throw together no, no, a book report. After last yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, just... so uh, animal cruelty happening at these places. Yeah. Animal neglect. I mean, yeah. It is breeding hybrids. That's yeah, because the hybrids end up coming with uh, Katie or Emily. I think one of you guys mentioned it. Um, they end up having a lot of health issues later in life because they're just not meant to be. <laughs> 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 I don't know how else to put it to folks. But yes, uh, so let's get into a quick overview of the counts of animal neglect. So Joe Exotic was sentenced on account of 17 wildlife charges and two charges in connection with the murder for hire plot against Carol Baskin. Um, the specifics for the charges are as follows, and this is quoted directly from the United States Justice Department. I looked up the case 
Uh, alleged Maldonado Passage falsified forms involving the sale of wildlife and interstate commerce killed five tigers in October 2017 to make room for cage space for other big cats and sold an offer to sell tiger cubs in interstate commerce. Because tigers are endangered species, these alleged killings and sales violated the Endangered Species Act. Uh, violations of the wildlife laws, however, only accounted for four out of the 22-year sentence. So... You can read into that how you will. Um, but you can also, have. yeah. Also, Emily, uh, didn't they feed the tigers expired meat too? They sure did. Yeah. Uh, they also yeah. fed the people that too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Not, people got not, first choice. Wait, not just mm -hmm. the staff that worked there. No, the guests. They literally served pizzas with expired meat on the pizza to guests. Yeah. They gave them Lunchables. Did you guys see that? There were Lunchables in that pile. I can't. So they gave Tigers Lunchables. Um, the zoo gets donations from, um, I guess it was their local Walmart. Um, basically, any food that Walmart did not sell in time or whatever, um, they would then donate to the zoo, which meant they got a lot of really expired stuff, um, which is not in any way okay to give to the animals just because I mean, it's not fit for like if you wouldn't eat it why would you, you I was going to say don't know, I but... don't know if any of you have ever eaten an inspired Lunchable <laughs> but I'll tell out, you but... uh, I was I did I think once I think it was by accident and I definitely was sick for a couple days afterwards so I can't yeah. imagine what it would do to a fragile cat stomach endangered species issues 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 yeah, Lots. so um, it's just that's obviously cruelty and neglect, and a lot of their living conditions were really not great. And then the forced public interaction, um, Kenzie, Ooh. did you want to? No, here we go. Talk ready. About yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, here's another difference too between zoos or facilities, I should say, like Joe Exotics and um, Myrtle Beach Safari versus accredited facilities, like say. The Brevard Zoo or um, the Minnesota Zoo. Minnesota Zoo. These cubs, number one, as you guys mentioned earlier, they're taken way too young away from their mothers. The only time that in accredited facilities where the cubs are separated from their moms is for a quick medical checkup or for some reason something happens to the parent or the mom rejects the baby and then they have to it's an emergency them. health yeah, situation emergency. is really what it's going to be and it's last yeah. resort last, it's resort, last resort absolutely yeah these people they just wake them in um but yeah the forced public interaction they say that it's to socialize them with people number one they shouldn't be socialized with people that goes against their natural behavior a good facility a good zoo is going to limit as much contact as they can Unless it's like for a um, education or ambassador animal, which is definitely not going to be a tiger, <laughs> because right. it's um, but a good facility is going to want to encourage as much natural behavior as possible. It's just really stressful for the animal. Like for example, if there's imagine yourself, you're in the middle of a room and you have no idea what's going on, and then suddenly someone picks you up and starts passing you around to people, and they're like tugging at you, at your hair, your clothes. It's just very disorienting, and it's just not comfortable. They, seriously, if you yeah. want to do it to yourself, do it to them. And that's not to say that, like, you know, AZA accredited zoos don't obviously 
interact with it like you know that they do form really yeah. you know good relationships with their tigers but it's done over a period of time building trust with that animal it's husbandry training which means it's for the animal's health and well-being mm-hmm. and to encourage natural behaviors and then also um oh gosh what was i gonna say i had it's a not point. free contact not free contact yes, yes they don't touch yes. their tigers that's not a thing um and yeah. oh it's really making me mad i can't remember what it was it I was thought, an important i thought it was thing. a free contact thing that's what i thought you were trying to say i think i think i got it and it's also too with the animals they're always given the choice to interact thank you yes. Yes. that's it yes yeah, yeah. there we go yeah. thank you so much kenzie oh my gosh yes they mm-hmm. are always it's got- up to the animal whether or not they want to volunteer like they want to participate in the training session they always have the option to leave if they do not want to participate thank you well not even Ooh. that but, but okay. being on exhibit being on exhibit, they kind of have a choice too. Even oh, if they yeah. are on exhibit because they're cleaning like the back, because like can't have a tiger in there while you're like power washing their their indoor house. You ever been work. to the zoo? Those guys are never where they're supposed to be. Yeah, John Mulaney said it best. <laughs> He's like, I can't find them, and you're like, well, that's because they get the choice if they want to be seen or not. Like, He's in the great, back right now. Great well, example. Tell him we're here. Great example. <laughs> the facility that I work at, like we have this really cool like hoofstock area. I think I see those animals maybe once a week because yeah. the hill, but the hill behind is, it, am I wrong though? It's, I actually saw them today. Shocked. I did too. Which I was like, that's that in the middle lucky. of the day. I was like, wow. We're, oh, what we're, weird. Uh, we're lucky. But, yeah. But they're usually behind the hill cause it's shadier and more comfortable back there. And we never force our animals to be somewhere like in guest view or even like, Tigers, you go to the zoo, sometimes you can't find them. And it's because they're sitting as far back as they can because they get that choice. And that's okay. And we're never going to force the animal to come closer. We might give enrichment to, like, encourage them to come closer. But if they don't do it, we're not going to punish the animal for it. So since you're bringing that up, um, I'm, like, doing research while you all are talking about uh, Carol Baskin. (laughs) And I found a quote from her. Are you guys ready for this? It's about probably habit- not it's, scared, but it's sure. about habitat design. She said, "Oh, oh no!" Oh, so uh, people have said have criticized her for putting her cats in cages, like pretty small cages, uh, and mm-hmm. said, "Why don't you create like a safari habitat where like you can see the animals in their natural states, and the animal gets an enriching space, and people still get to learn about them." She said she wasn't interested in a safari to see the big cats in the wild uh, because she is worried it would make her job at the sanctuary harder. She also feared that she would... She was worried that she might actually have to start paying her employees if she did that. Correct. She She also feared that uh, by doing that, she would just constantly think how unfair it is to all of the cats that are living in cages and that they can't be released to the me? wild. How does that logic make any sense at all? Like, ay, ay, ay. I'm so mad. So you don't want to create a natural habitat for these animals because one, you think it's hard and because two, you think that it's just going to make you sadder because there's other cats that live in cages. How is that it's not animals about benefit? You. But also like it's to not. point out that Carol Baskin is super rich. She is super, super rich. rich. She and can she afford. can afford to make them new enclosures and actually make a really nice sanctuary, you know, that is up to animal welfare, you know, and all, all right. that and pay her employees. But here we are. Okay. So what makes me mad about this exhibit design thing 
as somebody who is very interested in exhibit design is that she's making it about her. And if her real intention is that these animals have a better life, wouldn't she want them to be in the most natural place possible and Mm -hmm. then work to shut down facilities like the Gwyn, whatever the GW zoo and the Myrtle beach safari. Wouldn't you just put more of your effort and your money? Cause the lady's filthy rich and she's going to be have even more money after dancing with the stars. Wouldn't you put more money into helping expand your sanctuaries so they can be big and good for animals? But then the problem is when people go to her facility, they're going to be like, I haven't had any trouble seeing your cats. And she'll be like, oh, no. And they'll be like, I want my money back. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not coming back because I couldn't see any cats. That's, that's the problem. And the point is, it doesn't matter if you see the cats or not. What matters is the well-being of those animals, especially if you're going to call yourself a sanctuary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you go into a animal wildlife conservation field, it's not an easy field, no matter what role you take, especially when you go into the direct care of animals. It is not about you. <laughs> it is about no, taking care of literally. these animals and giving them mm-hmm. the best possible care. You're it, literally it really sacrificing helps. your life. Pretty much. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, every animals. holiday. You don't work regular hours. <laughs> That's for sure. No, 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 no. Yes. no, no. And you don't do it for the money either. Oh, God, no. No, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That's, That's so for sad. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, we're just going to take a deep breath. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now <laughs> well, here's the thing also is Carol Baskin does – she has fought for like getting rid of cub petting, getting rid of um, private ownership, owning tigers as pets. Yes, private right. ownership. Yeah, which which, which I, I do applaud her for the, yeah. doing those things. She is the which least important thing. She's like as the far least laws the least concerned. crazy of the three, but like not by a lot. But still crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but let's not let's not get too hasty here. She still has a lot that's wrong with her. Oh, <laughs> that's correct. what I'm saying. Least crazy yeah. in this lot is not saying a ton, but right. Uh, I think that there was one of the laws that she was trying to push for, uh, which someone might want to look it up to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure that she wants a law enacted that uh, makes it illegal to breed um, big cats, period. Uh, which ideally sounds like an amazing idea but once again once we said before about the whole purpose of having a good genetic population of big cats in human care in good facilities uh it's a backup plan in case these animals need literal backups of themselves to be replicated out in the wild which they will eventually yeah i mean i think that law is if it was like you know to stop the breeding of big cats except in a you know, accredited institution. Yes, I agree. Like, sure, yes, good law. Right. Yeah. So um, in other, other news, uh, or conspiracy. <laughs> this is where it gets to the fun part. It's like oh, not really all oh, the animals, man. but it's... It's called um, the Big Cat Safety Act. And it's... Ooh, I'm trying to see. Uh, introduced U.S. Congress, but not has passed. And it revises requirements governing the trade of big cats. Um, 
specifically revises restrictions on the possession and exhibition of big cats, including to restrict direct contact between the public and big cats. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is some, you know, some good. I'd like to read the fine print on that one, though. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's the gist of it. And, you know, in that aspect... This is the only thing I agree with Carol Baskin. Right. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Don't, some of her don't points are fine. Respect. Right. Oh, God. It never ends up well. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. And they say that in the show. They're like, it never ends up well. And then they're like, but give them to us. And you're like, no, no, no. Yours are pets, no, no. too. Yours are also pets. Also, on a side note, um, in Knoxville, where I went to college, uh, Tiger got out on the loose this week. And they checked with the zoo, and Zoo Knoxville, which is a great zoo, by the way, y'all should visit, AZA credit. Uh, they were like, yeah, no, our tigers are accounted for. So somebody's pet got loose, and to my oh. knowledge, they have not caught it yet. So that is a uh, <laughs> safety well, hazard. They, they mentioned that thing in the show. In, in the Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. 38 animals had to be put down to death because the guy released them all on his private property. Yep. Because he yeah, was so. mad. Because he was mad. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, Well, in other news, (laughs) I guess we can talk about uh, some of the conspiracy that's, conspiracy is funny, but it's also kind of not funny, like, the fact that there is such a large conspiracy against her killing her husband, and, like, I think it takes away from all the stuff that she does. It does, but it's At the sanctuary and the actual animal stuff, but also, yeah, I mean, it's a little concerning. (laughs) Right, like, I feel like... I don't know. If this were me, not that I would ever kill my husband, if this were me and I I had this much conspiracy about me and I genuinely, like, want things to go well for wild animals and big cats, I would very highly likely rebrand and probably not make myself the face of the company. Uh, because I wouldn't want anyone to Hello, associate... Hello, she likes the publicity right but like that's she likes the being the center of attention it shouldn't be that way and that's what's wrong <laughs> if you really want to like because she keeps talking about how she wants to know what happened to her husband you got the money honey if you didn't do it fund the investigation yeah yeah, yeah. 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 also just- um sorry this is completely random but i looked up on my dating profile and a guy who likes me, and there's a picture of him petting a tiger, and it's oh, a hard no! 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 Yeah. You should match with him just so you can educate him on this why you should never yes. pet a tiger. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, hi. Hi. Not actually interested. Here's but. what's wrong with your picture, and you shouldn't do that because yeah. your toxic masculinity is actually harming an endangered species, and here are the 30 That's reasons why. Yeah, that's what it is. I read an article where it talked about how people, especially when it comes to tigers, they it's like this weird form of emasculation, so they can have a form of control. I mean, yeah. if we talk about that, this is Mackenzie. You and I discussed too. Is I have a little bit of pity for Joe Exotic because he came out to his parents, and his dad literally was like, "Thanks, don't come to my funeral." And yeah, everyone he wasn't was broken. And like, yeah, really, really I feel like that. before that he didn't like. Like, he, I'm sure he liked animals, but he didn't have this weird fascination with them. And I would not be surprised. I'm not saying this is what 
what started it all, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was a contributing factor, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, ex- absolutely. that's part of the issue is it's because he had no control over his life or his sexuality because that's how that goes. So if I can have control over this, then I will feel better. It's a completely selfish thing, but I, I just, it, it starts from the ground up people like raise your kids, right. And be accepting of who they are. Cause it's, you never know what might happen. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So I did, I did feel bad for him about that. Yeah. And let's be clear. Pretty much just that now. Wait, but I had a question. I don't know if yeah. we talked about it or not, but like, I'm honestly genuinely very curious. Uh, where was the USDA and the law enforcement while all of this was happening? And <laughs> how do they get away with this? Like, that was. They the... said they failed a couple times, but why are they still and open? They still continued. Yeah. Right. And like, this is, this is just what, like, I, the whole show, I was, the whole time, I'm like, I didn't realize that stuff like this happened in our country. Like, I didn't think it was possible. I thought our law enforcement was better than this, but apparently not. Well, we've no. learned a lot in 2020, haven't we? Yes, we oh, yes, have. We have. <laughs> we have. You are correct. Um, yes. Things uh, aren't getting worse. For They're context, just getting uncovered. It, this, is all, this is not one little tiny problem to fix. This is a giant problem with the way that society views kindness to people kindness to animals and kindness to self as far as like mental health awareness goes that's what the root of this big problem is and the problem with a lot of this like 2020 stuff right even the simple thing of wearing a mask it's about not being selfish and the fact that people can't even do that should speak volumes Mm -hmm. so really Mm -hmm. we all just need a nice hard reset where we start thinking about (laughs) others before ourselves Mm -hmm. and thinking about wow if someone does to me, maybe I would be mad. And if that's the case, don't do it. Yep. Accurate. Preach. Wow. Well, that was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Moral of the story. Please do not visit facilities who do not uphold well-respected uh, accreditation standards or work closely with government agencies like Fish and Wildlife. Then, like, go to one that has an actual scientist on the staff. Is Correct. <laughs> Um, and make sure they do something related to conservation. It can be education. It can be donating money. It can be rescues. Any of those things. But wait, real, real rescues here. And that's why I specifically yes. say fish and wildlife because big cat rescue is not a rescue. If like no. when I say fish and wildlife, like there's rehabilitation centers like Audubon, for example, that closely works with the government and fish and wildlife to Take in birds, rehabilitate them, and re-release them. SeaWorld! Yes. SeaWorld does work extremely closely with Fish and Wildlife Services. Yeah. And they have been forever, by the way. This is not, like, because of Blackfish. They've been working with Fish and Wildlife since the beginning. Right. Blackfish Um, don't lie. That's a separate separate episode. Yeah. Yeah, There's a reason we didn't put them together. We could not. No. And we have to have Emily here for the whole thing for Blackfish, because I just want it to be Emily explains it and we kind of comment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyways, uh, I wanted to state that because it is most common. I know a lot of people feel that not only AZA accredited zoos should only be saying, like, getting the limelight here. Um, So I'm using most common in this preference that it is 
you're likely going to see that kind of neglect in illegal activity and facilities who are not well overseen by the government or accreditations. Mm-hmm. I think another important point to make is that shows like Tiger King and like Blackfish and other documentaries like this are harmful because even though the majority of people that I have talked to that have watched Tiger King and I say, what do you think? They're like, I can't believe we do it to animals. And I say, I know, but these shows should not be made. And they're like, well, don't you think most people took away the conclusion that this is bad? And I was like, so I think it's important to say that the harm of shows like Tiger King is not great because they, it brings these facilities in so I think it's important to say the harm of shows like Tiger King, um, the, the most harmful thing is that they bring attention to these facilities to the public. And even though most of the people I talked to have said, like, I just thought that was so awful. They did those animals and, like, Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. And, like, those are what people are taking away from it. It didn't matter because when the GW Zoo opened up to the public, and now it is the GW Exotic Animal Park because apparently they can't be associated with zoos which we're all like thank you we don't want you associated with us either (laughs) we don't want your your reputation but the harm of it was when that zoo reopened thousands of people flooded there because of the tiger king show yeah and that is a problem and so all of them paid money to go into this animal park and they didn't see cub petting as harmful and they didn't see abuse happened to these animals they saw this is the place where tiger king happened and i want to go see it and so that's why shows like this this might be a hot take should not be made i agree and if you're going to make it interview a scientist and talk about alternatives where you can support animals like tigers that aren't going to be you know harmful to the species it's just it's very backwards and it's an absolute shame that I have to say it. It's a well-made documentary. Whoever made it did a very good job, which is part of the reason why it's so frustrating. That mm-hmm. That is something... And to be fair, um, the reason like shows like Blackfish and Tiger King became popular is because they were released on certain platforms at certain times. Uh, Tiger King was on Netflix at the beginning of quarantine. That's why it became so popular. I don't know if it would have been as popular if it was not during quarantine or on a different platform. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good. I wonder. It definitely had an influence for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Kenzie, did you want to talk about some of the exciting news that we've had? Exciting with news. Joe exciting Exotic, news. With Joe Exotic Zoo, quote unquote. It'd be closed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> The good thing about everyone hating Joe Exotic's GW Zoo, it got shut down! Woo! Now here's the bad thing. Uh, Double-edged sword. Those animals are now in private care since the zoo is close to the public and now there is no way to really ensure that these animals' safety um, as they are now personal property. And this war against animals is not over. Keep voicing your opinions and fighting the good fight, my dudes. Uh, Support legislation. No, we really and just don't try so hard and we can't visit good facilities advert you know speak out against those that do do not visit places where they offer cub petting you know, that's that's a big 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 red flag uh, report I'm those places you, Wisconsin Dells 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw you in high school and I knew it was bad then. So did all my friends. And then like four people from my high school went and took pictures with the tiger cubs. And I bet mm-hmm. they came from one of those facilities. Oh, I'm sure you. they did. I'm sure they did. So yeah, uh, choose your pets wisely as well. Please don't own an exotic animal for the love of God. I just got a cat. <laughs> My I mean, cat's great. She did jump yeah. in the toilet. It's a mini tiger <laughs> for your house. She, she did yeah, in the toilet. Than that. But she well, can't kill me. A lot easier me. to take care of. <laughs> yep. But she can't kill yeah. me. I mean, she probably can. But, like, not by ripping my head off with her teeth. So. No. Maybe by, go. like, smothering you in your sleep. But. <laughs> Anyways, that took a dark turn. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do your research. The, the like rest we of the episode always... was so light, Kenzie, that like yeah. the dark turn was just, you know, we, real mood we shift. Coping mechanism, it's fine. Um, but as we always like to say here for our conservation conversation, just do your research when you're about to go out and visit a place. If you're not sure, uh, look it up online first. Talk to people who've been. Again, if you see red flags like cup petting or they're not really connected with any legitimate conservation movement, uh, probably suffice to say it's not a great place to visit. And like we said earlier, money talks. Uh, But you know what you can do? You can go visit an accredited AZA zoo or other accredited facility that does participate in conservation. Um, And yeah, money talks. And if you have questions about a certain facility, email us. We'll help you. Yeah, email the facility themselves as well because a good facility is going to be transparent about their practices. For, Truth, for more will. for more info on that, refer to our Let's Talk About Zoo's Baby Part 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. But also you can email Great us. We can, we can help you out. We uh, are available on conservationqueenspodcast at gmail.com, conservationqueenpodcast on Instagram, as well as on Facebook, Conservation Queens Podcast. Message us on any of those platforms. We will help you figure out if the zoo that you want to visit is going to be a good facility or not if you are confused. We would love to do that. that, Truly. Mm -hmm. We will help you. And and also, if you have visited a cub petting place before, you know, that's, it's totally, it's, you know, it happens. Don't feel feel bad. bad. Yeah, you weren't, you didn't know. Where um, Emily B actually went to uh, take a picture with a tiger cub back in her high school days, and this was before she really knew what was going on. And that's part mm-hmm. of why we're here as a podcast is so you have that ability to to learn and you know maybe hopefully take something away from that, so you'll just know in future. Exactly. Do not beat yourself over something that bad that you did in the past because you didn't know. That is pointless and it is not constructive. Move forward. Yeah educate other people and use use that as something that'd be like look i didn't know this was bad either but now i've done research and i realize that it's harmful and you can become an advocate for better facilities exactly very well said thank you you're welcome yeah thanks for joining us (laughs) yeah now go out there everyone (laughs) who's talking (laughs) i don't know man katie take it away Thanks for joining us, everyone. All you cool cats and kittens. Now go out there. Never say that again and stay sustainable. (laughs) Bye. 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 Be an actual actual cool.